This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday morning or whatever day of the week you're watching this. Um, This is Saturday Morning Mysteries and we're your hosts. I'm Alexis. I'm Grace. And we're back for week three, I believe, Uh of our Wild Thornberries arc, which has been super wild as the name suggests. (laughs) We should have known. Dangerous. life-threatening of course we're mm-hmm. telling some like survival-esque type stories here reminiscing mm-hmm. on this amazing show from the 90s and today grace is on deck she's uh up to tell us our next tale so i'm gonna yes. hand it off to her thank you thank you thank you mm-hmm. uh so before we fully dive in we got to get to a couple things as okay. usual so first of all sometimes listeners and viewers might have noticed that I switch back and forth in what I call you. Sometimes I use your real mm. first name, Alexis, mm-hmm. but other times I use your last name, which is how I usually refer to you since high school, um, which is bird. And mm-hmm. I point this out because the animal focus in this episode, bird, is you guessed it, uh-huh. birds. Okay. <laughs> Wait, Great. Did, did I you won't not get think confused it was be at birds? all. No, I did. Yeah. Of course. Um, it's just like, oh yeah, boy. Let me, yeah, exactly. I'm going to get so confused. Like, well, why did she keep saying my name? I know. That's why. What? I'm listening. What? That's the whole point of the show. I'm here to listen to your story, Grace. Yeah. Why do you keep trying to get my attention? I'm not in this episode of Wild Thornberries. Why do you keep saying I'm talking to Eliza? <laughs> <laughs> but. Before we get into birds, bird, um, that's what I'm going to refer to it every time. I'm just going to double down bird, on saying do. it. That's how I'm now. <laughs> she said it twice. <laughs> me? Me? Bird? What? Okay. So let me briefly point out that our criminal in this episode is also sometimes our hero. Because, mm. yes, that's right. Eliza is our criminal mm. mastermind here. And mastermind. as they're always <laughs> traveling abroad... She's an international criminal. Mm, uh-oh. Yikes. So before even, we're going to backtrack even more, before we get into verbs or Eliza's international crimes, yes, plural crimes. Oh, my this gosh. Episode, uh-oh. Let's Where's the chans? The get the Chan clan on Eliza. <laughs> she would definitely be friends with the kids who all think that they are... Um, uh committing crimes for the greater good like you gotta spend money mm-hmm. to make money mm-hmm. you gotta commit crimes to solve crimes Stop but crime. she's not trying yeah. to solve crimes you have to get in the mind of the criminal you have to know <laughs> that one but, time if you're ann chan that one time that i murdered <laughs> that lady by pushing her down and i can shaft, solve all these other crimes <laughs> but like in this scenario eliza's like what solve crimes what are you talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, Eliza's just straight up committing crimes. She's not That's trying to yeah, solve another awesome. one for a greater. It's a we'll get into it. So we're going to talk about the country we're in today because it's a place that I had heard of, but literally knew nothing about. And while mm. our countries aren't like necessarily the primary focus in Wild Thornberries, um, this time the country itself is relevant. 
for the crimes Eliza's going to commit. So, you know, because she's breaking their laws. Um, Gotcha. And I wanted to talk about this country because two seconds into Googling it, a.k.a. literally only using Wikipedia as my source today, (laughs) um, I realized that this country's flag has a fucking dragon on it. Their national anthem is called the Thunder Dragon Kingdom. That's pretty cool. Locally, this country is known as the land of the thunder dragon, which is so fucking cool. Um, this country is Bhutan. Mm. So, okay. for those like me who did not know until I started Wikipediaing this, um, <laughs> Bhutan is a small country in South Asia nestled in like the Eastern Himalayas and is kind of, it's kind of between, it's like stuck between China and India um it's often related to nepal but i guess doesn't actually share a border with nepal um mm. it is just under fifteen thousand square miles which size wise is between the sizes of west virginia and maryland wow like yeah Small. i think maryland was like nine thousand. west virginia is like twenty four thousand square miles mm. so yes very small it only has a population it's somewhere between 730 and 770,000 people. So like Mm. less than a million people live here in this tiny country. And let me tell you, Bhutan seems cool as fuck. Nice. I'm sure it has plenty of issues. (laughs) Here's the thing. Didn't research them. (laughs) Didn't research them. And sometimes it's just nice to only look at the positive. <laughs> but like, for example, some brief things that I like saw and was like, nah, is in up until 1999, the country had a ban on television and internet, which like feels problematic. But guess what? I only researched what I found interesting. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, but guess eh. what? I'm just going to ignore that. <laughs> Um, as I was, um, you know, scrolling through in 1988, there was a census to crack down on, um, immigration, uh, specifically like from India and Nepal. Mm. Yeah. Maybe they used military force to deport between 80,000 and a hundred thousand people and were (laughs) accused of using torture, rape and murder to do so. But you know what? Which country among us hasn't done that <laughs> against a, a race they hate? They're just trying to fit in. Obviously. Kidding. But <laughs> also. global order. <laughs> right. They were pretty isolated. And they were like, how can we play with the big guns here? Literally the big <laughs> yeah. guns. Let's deport and murder. I mean, what is it at the cool kids table? <laughs> Invite us. We come to the UN, but we have to sit at the not cool kids table. You know what could get us there? Murder. Murder. Military force. But like I said, I read that set those sentences on Wikipedia and said, scroll. (laughs) Let's get to what I pictures. Let's get to what I want to talk about, which is not the negative, but the positive. Especially realize like Half the countries I talked about in like the Chan clan episodes, the amazing Chan episodes, which was our last arc, were mm-hmm. all like, let me tell you about this military coup. Let <laughs> me tell you about these uprisings. <laughs> to, to the extent to the extent that we even knew what countries they were like 
referring to in those right. episodes half the time assuming. they didn't even say yeah yeah and so yeah now the one time that they were like this is the country they're in i'm like mm-hmm. let's not talk about all that dragon flags <laughs> so you know and i was telling lots beforehand sometimes life gets real hard and it has been <laughs> and so instead i said Fun things only for Bhutan. So no, also, we're not going to focus on the negative. Yeah. So this it's is positive. also an apology to anyone who actually lives in Bhutan, possibly, or has been affected by Bhutan. <laughs> that I blatantly decided ignorance would be bliss in this episode for myself. So uh-huh. I'm sorry that I chose this path, <laughs> but I did today. So here we are. <laughs> so here we are, and. <laughs> As Nigel explains at the start of our episode, which involves the Comvi pulling up to the border of Bhutan. So I think they're going via India or China, mm-hmm. um, which the border here, this border crossing is this elaborate like gold gate lined with guards and has lush forests surrounding the gates and mountains erupting behind them. That oh. while most countries are focused on their GDP, aka their gross domestic product, Bhutan is focused on their GDH, their gross domestic happiness, which is mm. true. This country actually publishes like their how happy their people are mm. every year. I don't know. I don't know how often they did. Didn't look into it, but they do legitimately. <laughs> they do this is part of like the core of like how they measure how well they're doing as a country. And so, speaking of Nigel and the Thornberries, as they roll up to this country, they are here specifically to film the Black-Necked Crane Migration Dance, which the Black-Necked Cranes are actually a protected species in Bhutan. And some people consider it in the country, they consider it a blessing that when these cranes migrate and do circles like around their valleys, because it's very, obviously, with like mountains erupting everywhere, very, very like, peaks and valleys-esque country. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they consider it a blessing when these specific cranes during their migration like come to their specific valleys, which is mm. pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> Eliza, for her part, is stoked to see this bird in hopes to get a feather for her collection. So she apparently has this giant collection from all around the world of bird feathers, which is super cool. Um, and Bhutan, by the way, this tiny-ass country has about 770 species of birds. Wow. Which is a lot for... Yeah, it's yeah, a this country that's very, Yeah, very small place. Um, it's I'll talk about it soon because we're going to sprinkle in some more Bhutan facts here. Um, mm-hmm. It's incredibly biodiverse. So mm-hmm. Debbie, for her part, is stoked because they get to stay at a royal palace in this country. Mm, nice. Um, because Bhutan is a kingdom technically under a constitutional monarchy still. And so, yeah, they've been invited to come film this super cool migration dance of these black-necked cranes. And they were invited, presumably by the king. So they get to stay at the palace. And as we know, Debbie hates the convie life. So she Mm -hmm. is ready to be a princess and Mm -hmm. calls herself that. And even at the very beginning when they're like, hey, okay, everyone get all like the luggage and film filming things out of the com v yeah lies is like all right debbie it's your turn and debbie goes do you think i'm a commoner and just leaves uh, wow <laughs> she's yeah, princess one, mode one side of that palace and she's like oh nice leave that old life behind 
exactly. forgetting that it's Princess probably like now. just a weekend trip. <laughs> it's like one overnight, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Enjoy it while you can. Yeah. Good for you, Debbie, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So as the family gathers their things to be taken into the country by a royal escort who's meeting them at the border, Nigel is the one who's going up to like go through customs uh, with all the proper paperwork and all that shit. Hilariously to me, at the gate, the guard says, oh, it's nice to have you here, Mr. Thornberry. And Nigel blushes and like waves a hand and goes, oh, gosh, you recognized me. Uh, But then we see the guard is just looking at his passport and (laughs) looking at the picture of the passport and Nigel and says, thanks, Mr. Nice to have you here. Yes, I do recognize you from the passport I'm holding. (laughs) Passport. (laughs) <laughs> from the document that has your photo on it. Um, so the guard explains to Nigel that it's crucial that they keep track of exactly who is coming in and out of the country, which is why he's basically like, sorry, you have to go through all this custom shit. Like it's, it's pretty tight on the customs uh, side of things because the country is such a biodiverse hotspot and delicate ecosystem that all of this monitoring of who's coming in and out and how many people come in and out is actually part of their environmental protection strategy, mm. which it turns nice. out is true. Oh, wow. So job, Bhutan, it, yeah, does actually have a very incredible environmental protection strategy in the country. And Bhutan is globally seen as a mod- model for proactive conservation initiatives, especially when it comes to its vast biodiversity. So, for example... Over 40% of its territory is either national park, reserve, or another protected area. They're currently working to protect and connect migration corridors, um, which is very important in uh, basically biodiversity protection and health and conservation and stewardship. And between 60 and up to 70% of the country is maintained as forest and like forest cover. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, which massive percentage. Be- yeah because of that has made it the world's first carbon neutral country because mm. they have such healthy forests. Um, yeah. And it's conservation just in general is at the core of the country's development strategy rather than like a one-off thing. Of course, like all countries, <clears throat> they have problems when it comes to development, habitat loss, la, la, industrialization, la, la, climate change. Hearing it, not but hearing exactly. It. I ignored those <laughs> problems because <laughs> i was impressed and sad so i say let's focus on the positive um yeah so that's exactly what i did i said carbon neutral country hell yeah i'm not scrolling any further <laughs> yeah 40% is national park or protected area fuck yeah bhutan cool. let's do it um and as nigel and i learned during this episode Um, Indeed, it has a strict allowance of tourism and immigration, which is part of their management as well for the environment. So the country restricts the level and type of tourist activities people can take part in. Although in recent years, it's loosened up a little bit. Like before, you had to go through the country to plan like where you would stay, which is thus what the Thorberries are doing. But now mm-hmm. like you can book your own stays and like um, what you're gonna do. But even so, um, it's still pretty strict uh, and it only lets in a certain number of people into the country every year. And mm-hmm. 2019 was a high point for visitors 
where the country allowed 315,000 people as tourists alone mm. in the country. And that was it. No more at all. That was the cap. Um, wow. And this is pretty interesting because if you were another podcast, you could have a debate over the fact that you essentially have to be rich in order to visit Bhutan mm. because unless you're an Indian national, you have to pay $200 per night that you're in the country as a sustainable development fee. Oh my so, God, just as that one fee. Not yes, even, yeah, exactly. So your lodging, your food, yep, all the other fees include, they probably throw in there. Exactly. Any of that. It's solely, are you going to be in our country every day that you're here or night that you're here, that you stay, you must pay us $200 for sustainable development which goes again back to environmental management what you get other podcasts you take that on us Mm -hmm. nope i have my thoughts but oh well (laughs) but we're not gonna talk about it here instead we're gonna focus on the positive which is yes they care about the environment Mm -hmm. um and like some other countries where well if you're a u.s citizen there's a lot of countries where we can just show up and like we don't need a visa to get in if you're a united Mm -hmm. states citizen you just show up, go through customs, they stamp your passport, you fill out one form, you're off. Mm-hmm. But in Bhutan, this is not one of them. You have to arrange all of your visas in advance. Again, uh, before you had to like arrange all your accommodations via the country. Um, I'm sure even now you have to tell them like where you're staying, how you're getting around, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's because, again, of this sustainable development, really limiting how many people can come to their country. It's basically called, like they call it high quality, low volume tourism, which is mm-hmm. they're going to give you the best of the best. Again, you got to be rich to visit mm-hmm. um, in the first place, but low volume, super low impact from tourism which again, other podcasts probably get into how uh, visitors, not just to countries, but to like even our own national parks, their impact on these public lands and spaces. Mm-hmm. But again, not our problem. Not, so, not, for, not for us today. <laughs> exactly. So truly, Bhutan is not fucking around when it comes to their tourism numbers and environmental impacts, both in the real world and in the wild thornberries. Okay. Because the guards informed Nigel that there was a sudden change in plans because there are suddenly two ambassadors who must come to the country. And thus, they can't let all four of the Thornberries in. Only Mm. two of them can come in because they had to give the two other spots to more important people. Now, I don't know if that's how it actually works. But in the show, it is. Yeah, okay. It's it's a parallel, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but either way, we know they they are super strict about who can come in and out of the country. Uh-huh. Super monitored. It's a whole legal process. And you know what? Thorberries, two of y- y'all got ousted. Yeah. So Donnie and Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about it. Um, <laughs> hilariously, actually, Donnie was never on. All right. Well, here's the funny thing. So because this poses a dilemma for the thornberries because yes. maybe it's because i just don't have kids that i was like great parents weekend out bye like debbie is 16 and we can babysit but instead they like take a step back and they're like oh no like we can't leave the kids alone one of us is gonna have to stay back with the kids the other one can go and maybe bring one of the kids which now <laughs> that i'm saying all this and you just pointed it out 
they only had four visas. They were going to leave Donnie either way. <laughs> like they only have four and now they're debating oh god we can't leave debbie and eliza alone they need oh. an adult but apparently donnie was damn they never five. planned on it wow yikes <laughs> Ooh, she, wrong. <laughs> just realizing that but i guess you know he was raised in the wilderness they were just gonna let him out for a few you know, days like, yeah, he'll, he'll find his way back to the hotel or what the convi it's like a house cat leave. Yeah, indoor outdoor like, cat. He doesn't actually qualify as a human, right? <laughs> so we we technically have two pets. It's four humans and two pets. <laughs> sorry, pets can come in. Humans, sorry about it. Yeah. Um. But yes. Uh. No. Instead, yes. Nigel and Marianne are like, oh shit, one of us has to stay back with the kids, like, or has to babysit. But like, we came all this way. What are we gonna do? So. Mm-hmm. They decide um, very, very cutely. Nigel is like, Marianne, you go. Like, I'll stay back with one of the kids. Like, this is such a special experience. Like, you deserve to have it, girl. And also, like, you go, girl. You stay at the palace. So, like, they love each other. It's cute. Um, But immediately, the girls, Eliza and Debbie, immediately start fighting about who gets to go with their mom. Um, mm-hmm. with Eliza's side of the argument being that, like, I want to see these birds, and Debbie's argument being, I want to stay at this palace. Um, and Debbie, the older child, eventually gets the upper hand in the argument by straight up lying. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. She like takes credit for something that like Eliza did to help the family out, and then the parents are like, Okay, great, you get to go. Thanks for that. Debbie and Marianne hop in like the royal escorts, like jeep and go off before eliza can prove herself prove her she, mm. eliza can't have her day in court basically gotcha this is not a democracy so, no 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 not when you're a 16 year old girl uh-uh. and about to be a princess yeah monarchy no. we, we're exactly we're going to monarchy baby <laughs> yeah so authoritarianism <laughs> at its finest when you're 16 um <laughs> nigel is not bothered one bit by all of this and he decides that he Eliza, Darwin, and Donnie can have what he calls a border party. A book. Mm. <laughs> Those hit yeah. different these days. It really <laughs> did. I had to remind myself, like, nope, this is. I mean, even back then, yeah, even like immigration was still happening. Yeah, it's always been a mess. We just didn't Man. have Twitter to yeah, exactly. show us the photos of it. Yeah, but in um assault on the wound he like whips on like a cowboy hat to be like Ooh. it's a border party and i was like you think you're in texas or something like, what's going on here this thank you nigel but anyways their version of a border party you know we can play some instruments but also like we don't have to be in bhutan to see all these cool birds like we're in the middle of like a forest jungle still let's go bird watching and just like hang out the calm v which like they just have like parked outside of the border um <laughs> and so wow like yeah they're just Sorry, like we'll be uh, here yeah. i i can't wait to watch to see like how they depict their border it's just like them outside of the like gates or whatever it's, it's the calm v right there it's quite but... literally like rode into the border pulled off to the side calm v like very small building which must be like the guard house yeah very elaborate gate with maybe like this is a casual border crossing wherever they decide to go in okay. with like 
maybe each side has like 20 feet of wall. And then I will say, and then just very dense forest and then Mm. like mountains. So like nature is going to be part of the wall here. Um, It's a green belt, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, And like the border guards, I mean, like, I don't think they, I don't think you see them with weapons, but they're definitely in military uniform. Mm-hmm. It's clearly cold. Everyone's like in their winter fits. Um, oh. and they've got like little fuzzy mm-hmm. warm hats on, but there's, I will say like, it's a heavily patrolled border wall though, mm-hmm. to be like, we're, we're, we're serious about this immigration and tourism thing. Like, yeah. All right. Well, we'll just be parked right here. If you need yeah. it. <laughs> we'll be here. Okay. Bye. <laughs> we're not I going think I was like, well, they knew me at the border so I can stay here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> famous Perks. no big deal they knew my name um they called me mr thornberry mm-hmm. they know me um so uh while uh um nigel is like getting all like their bird watching supplies out like bird costumes to, to like attract them bird whistles all of this stuff eliza is just sitting there it's like her face darkens and she just says one way or another I'm getting into Bhutan. Oh, no. Darwin is like, say what now, girl? <laughs> um, sounds like you're planning what? some sort of international crime, Eliza. <laughs> Did I just hear like, you correctly? <laughs> this is intent to commit international <laughs> crimes. Yes. And again, Nigel is just like whistling for some birds. Donnie is being real cute and just like climbing around um, on Nigel, getting stoked about bird watching, which like understandable. And mm-hmm. um, Nigel is like, oh my God, Donnie, like we haven't done this yet. Like I'm going to teach you how to call in some birds with like all these little like bird whistles and a bird accoutrement. Okay. Um, so as one little bird, a warbler to be specific, flies mm. by, Donnie scares it off and Nigel is like, that's not how you do it. Like, come on, family, let's get this bird watching. And then they all watch the bird flying to Bhutan. And Nigel says, ah, yes, borders can keep people out, but not animals. <laughs> and we, with an evil grin, oh, no. Eliza slowly looks at Darwin and says, borders can keep people out, but not animals. Oh, no. Darwin is scared <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Set the scene. Darwin is like an animal. Yeah. Darwin is like, I ain't no animal. Look at my striped turtleneck sweater because it's wintertime. Oh, because it's cold. Nice tank top. I will say all of their like winter outfits are like are very cute. Darwin just has like a long sleeve version of his fit on. Donnie, I was shooketh, has overalls on and like a long sleeve shirt. Okay. Which makes sense. He's not in his like jungle boxers because it's yeah. very cold. high elevation and cold. Yeah. Um, I think Marianne and Nigel just have like long sleeve versions of their stuff on. Debbie's outfit, I like wrote down and then I was like, I don't need to say this, but now I am. Yeah, it's really, She's got her do. flannel, but she also has like a wool, like very cozy turtleneck and that's like oversized. And as someone who lives like nine months of the year in like large comfy chunky sweaters i was like cute yeah that's a that's a fit i'll okay. wear that yeah. like, okay where'd you get this getting some style inspo at? from the wild thornberries exactly again i said in my first episode it's influenced me in so exactly. many ways many ways so here's the plan that's hatched or forced upon darwin by eliza <laughs> yes so 
Darwin, an animal, will go up to the border gate and just like distract the guards by being a chimp and like tumble around and like dance around. Meanwhile, Eliza, under the forest cover, which Bhutan is 70% of the country, forest cover, mm-hmm. we now true. know, true. will sneak in where the wall ends and like duck into where the forest is and hide and then they'll meet up and then bam, they'll be in Bhutan ready to see some birds dancing. Mm-hmm. And Darwin, as usual, this is why he was scared, immediately gets bullied into this plan and forced to do it. <sighs> so he does. Um, so he does. It does, yeah. always works. There's the, yep. um, there's the lesson of the day. That That's it. It works. Um, here's our first crime that Eliza is illegally mm-hmm. entering this country. And now, again, if we were another podcast, maybe we would take the time to debate over immigration, tourism, visas, calling it illegal versus legal. But we're Saturday morning mysteries. <laughs> we're gonna avoid this debate. And again, we talk about the cartoon. And <laughs> talk about the cartoon. I'm making everything sunny in this episode because it's what I needed. And you know what? Technically, yes, this is illegal by Eliza to sneak into this country. Mm-hmm. So knowingly. Yes, knowingly. So that's just what we're gonna refer to it as. So here we go. It's for the sake of the environment and the ecosystem. And Eliza mm-hmm. says. Fuck your environment and ecosystem. <laughs> yeah. I want Fuck to do these roles. Yeah. yeah. I'm coming in, baby. So the guards must be totally bored out of their minds because, like I said, it works. Darwin mm-hmm. like dances around. The guards are laughing. Eliza sneaks straight into the country, like laughing to herself, like <laughs> these fools. So and simple. It's so simple. Here's my first question This chimpanzee dancing around is clearly dressed in human clothing like he doesn't get down to his skivvies he is he's clearly someone's pet yeah he's just not a normal chimp also like for a very um like biodiverse conscious country they should know if they could have chimpanzees or not they just let darwin like chimp his way in yeah i a little confused. like this monk, this chimpanzee is not from here, <laughs> right? Like, he's going to some quarantine, Quite so obvious. he does not bring some diseases to yes. our very fragile ecosystem and yes. animals here. <laughs> and why is he dressed in human clothing? Like, is this a person in a costume? What, what's going on? Oh, hey, let's go ask the family in that convi <laughs> over there if they know. <laughs> Which we just saw the monkey from. walk out of, yes, <laughs> the chimp walk out of. <laughs> Because it's 10 feet away from our border crossing. <laughs> but uh, I guess not. They're bored. They needed something. They needed something in their lives. And so while these guards weren't sus, another border patrol guard was and immediately catches Eliza. Okay. Uh-oh. In the forest waiting for Darwin, um, who had just again illegally snuck their way into this country. Also, probably without their passports and stuff, but mm, whatever. Yeah. They just straight up are like, we just saw you walk in. Yeah. You were just caught red-handed like two <laughs> seconds from our border. Like we literally have been following you since you left the convi. <laughs> exactly. We saw you look kind of evil. We just walked <laughs> to the edge of this border wall where we knew you'd be crossing in. Yeah. 
So and here now you we are. Have you. <laughs> yeah. So her stint as um, an international criminal is immediately thwarted by mm-hmm. this um, border patrol guard who must be the literal nicest border patrol agent in the world. Because instead of doing the millions of things that other agents perhaps in the U.S. do, mm-hmm. he just escorts Eliza and Darwin back to their dad, who mm-hmm. just like gives them a slight reprimand and says, this is a lesson you only need to learn once, right? The border <laughs> control agent says it to Eliza, to which Eliza, a liar, says yes. Sure. Oh, yeah. Eliza. No <laughs> so Nigel is so damn focused on trying to get Donnie to do better at these bird calls with all these bird whistles that he doesn't seem, he doesn't really care about this whole, my daughter was just bought, brought back by law enforcement by to federal me after agents. Yeah. admittedly committing a crime. And he doesn't seem to notice that 10 seconds later, there is a cart passing them filled with hay on the back. Some young man is driving it and it's being towed. And I'm probably going to say this wrong by a Takin, Takin, which for those who don't know are the national animal of Bhutan, which apparently is not a dragon. It's these little guys, these huge guys. And is it like a reptile? What? Yeah. What do you, oh, I will tell you about it. Okay, please. So according to Wikipedia, because again, am I gonna research possible crimes and corruption in a country? No. Am Mm -hmm. I going to go into in-depth research about this animal? Yes. Yes. (laughs) So it is an ungulate, which is like a hooved, it's like a hooved creature like deer or elk or something who quote, whose large head is distinctive by its long arched nose and stout horns. And that was according to Wikipedia. And according Uh to me, Grace (laughs) is also so fucking cute. They are like a musk ox goat yak thing who live in the mountainous part of Asia. Hmm. And I don't know if they actually pull carts, but like, I thought it was a yak at first and I am going to need to literally pause this podcast so you can look it up really quick. Okay. Thank you. Because I was like slowly reaching for my phone here. Like how no, do no, I no. Google I, this while she's still talking? <laughs> I literally wrote in, I need to pause the show. Please look it up. Viewers, listeners, look up T-A-K-I-N, Tacken, Tacken. You'll probably recognize them, especially look up them oh, as babies. Yeah, now they, I see. Because I was trying to, in my mind, say like, what's a muskox plus a goat? Yes, oh, they are. Bhutan, so there we go. Cute. Look up them as little babies. They got little like stubby oh, legs and they're just like little fuzzy and they got little they horns. Are. The males and females get horns, I'm pretty sure. Um, so but yes. This is the national animal? Dude, this yes. looks like it, it could haul some definitely haul some carts <laughs> yeah carts filled with hay and yes. filled with a young child and her oh, chimp. no and <laughs> because uh, like, well so of course yes oh, sorry they are so adorable i know I got uh, anyway, you, okay. This episode yeah. <laughs> has some cute ass animals in it. Like mm, again, it's Bhutan. They take care Bhutan. of their they take care they of They take care of them. <laughs> Thus they're allowed to be cute. All yes. the countries that don't take care of their animals have ugly animals. <laughs> we have a eagle as our national animal. Is that even national? Yeah. Probably. I think so. They're so pretentious. But they are so pretentious. Also, <laughs> have you ever actually heard an eagle cry? Fun fact. 
the like blood <laughs> sound that yeah that like we think of when we hear an eagle is not a fucking eagle it's like so that that like squawk is like some type of hawk that the u.s has just used as the quote-unquote eagle sound eagles have ugly ass not majestic like squawk noises so yeah take that eagle Bhutan <laughs> has this cute ass animal who i would love to have as our national animal anyways they are if in some only we had country. them here <laughs> they're at the san diego zoo because I looked it up. <laughs> okay. And some other things. So boom, make it our national animal. <laughs> <laughs> so again, did I look up more things about immigration or how like their environment is actual damaged? No. Did I look up where to see tackins in the US? <laughs> yes. Yes. I did. Thank you very much. So, anyways, yes, this animal can pull a cart and some hay. And a small child and monkey or chimp mm-hmm. because Eliza immediately clocks it, has learned no lessons, grabs Darwin, and immediately throws her and Darwin into this cart, hiding in the hay. And on one hand, this works again because okay. they do stow away, again, illegal crossing into this yes. country. Um, oh, God. Eliza should know it's illegal because she had to. Anything you have to hide to do. Probably you, not. Clearly, great. yeah. And because she has been, well, first she, Hold. the first time she tried to clandestinely, <laughs> illegally enter, and then she was stopped and told not to do it again. So <laughs> she is fully aware. Yes. She <laughs> fully aware. knows what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So again, on one hand, it works. Like this is like uh, uh, someone who is Bhutanese, perhaps, and he's just able to go into the country. And what does she think is going to happen, though? I mean, like, when she gets in there, like, they're not going to check her papers again. Maybe they won't. I don't know. We'll see. Well, here's... Well, one... Go ahead. Let me tell you. Eliza did not think that far in advance. Uh, I can tell. At all. Especially, it's funny that you mentioned that, because a way earlier plan before the, like, animals can get into the animals have no borders comment, Mm -hmm. earlier Eliza was like, okay... Darwin, what if we just like dressed up as like Bhutanese people? And Darwin was like, Yeah, a redheaded Bhutanese girl. Yeah, it's like when you look in like, the mirror. Yeah, like a white and freckled redhead. Like, yeah. what's your plan? And a chimp? What? Can you put different clothes on Eliza, you dumbass? But, yes. So again, Eliza did not think that through that she would yeah. immediately stand out like a sore thumb in this country. <laughs> So on the other hand, while this did work, and this goes to your point of like, or I think the point we were trying to make here is Eliza did not plan this shit out in any way, shape or form. She wants to see that migration dance. She can't just look at the footage later from her mom and Debbie. She's got to see it. IRL, get that bird feather. But on the other hand, the momentum of them leaping full force into this cart, kind of like, pushes the cart a little bit because physics and kind of like hits the butt of the talking. I'm going to say it differently every time because I don't know how to say it. So it makes this animal understandably freak out and Mm. start sprinting in through the gate, start Mm. sprinting, not towards the palace, but up the mountainous dirt roads that were just off of the side of the gates. Cause again, Mm. gates, forest mountains. So suddenly realizing they are 
full speed ripping up these Himalayans with this uncontrolled yeah. animal. Also, the person driving the cart is freaking out because he's bet. like, "Why like, is my what's animal going? Yeah, out? why?" And like, it never happened before. Having been on, no brag, some of the roads in the Himalayas before. They are some of the scariest roads I've been on my entire fucking mm. life. So Eliza and Darwin are like, what's the answer here? Let's just now throw ourselves out of the haystack and hope that the hillside, the mountainside we tumble down is chill. <laughs> so that's what they do. <laughs> they just like themselves out the side and <laughs> tuck and it, roll tuck and roll <laughs> literally tuck and roll down Darwin a mountainside mad. yes down a mountainside into the valley also please note they were so stuck in the haystack they weren't watching they don't know where they are they weren't like oh, peeking out to see the road they got on to get there super just, inadvisable yes in a country <laughs> they've never been in before Mm-hmm. In the middle of the mountains and forests, because 70% of the country is still covered by forest very <laughs> properly. So keep throwing that fact in there. Just you know, <laughs> the happy facts. So, yes, luckily, what they yeet themselves out onto is just a rolling hillside down into okay. a valley, but they do roll down into this valley, and wouldn't you know it, it starts to rain. Oh boy. It's like in Great. my first episode. Great. Um, Darwin, who this whole time has been an unwilling accomplice forced into mm-hmm. this crime, is all but crying and saying, now we're stuck in the rain and Debbie gets the palace. Hmm. Speaking of Debbie in the palace. Oh, yes. <laughs> How she what been living up to? I bet. <laughs> yeah. So Marianne and Debbie at this point have been brought into this very extravagant palace full of rugs and fine wood and gold and they are like fuck yeah once they get to their room they're like draping themselves in fine robes they are living their best lives they're drinking tea and like straight up acting like royalty of being like oh deborah would you like another cup of tea oh Oh, mother yes please like that kind of stuff like you know what good for them um but as the rain starts up, the royal escort like knocks on the room and is like, hi, I am so sorry. There's been like a little bit of a kerfuffle, a little a little change in plans. Please mm-hmm. gather your things. We just got to move you to a different room because mm-hmm. it turns out the ambassadors are going to stay in this room. We just got to put you in a different one. No biggie. Dang, but the like, foundation hooked them up though. That's like, they're mm-hmm. in the room of the ambassadors also staying? I Toss. <laughs> toss yeah i know and like because of that um yeah marianne and debbie are like oh my god no problem like we get it we've been we got the hookup here we're staying at this palace Mm -hmm. it's gonna be fine like if it's not this extravagant room it's gonna be another one Mm -hmm. but Uh we see cut two the royal escort being like or ambassador or yeah escort being like Look, we're so sorry about that. That was our last guest room because, again, cap on tourism. But you yeah. know what? I'm just we we've decided to put you in a place that will be closer to the whole point that you're here, where the cranes are going to migrate, dance in, which is like off the palace grounds, in a tent in the mud, <laughs> in like nice. the middle of the valley. 
So extremely downgraded is two, yes, just camping. And the guard's like, sorry about it. I'll bring you food in a little bit. Bye. What? Debbie immediately um, starts crying. Like, I bet Debbie's pissed. She starts crying. Debbie is just sobbing, like throws herself onto the sleeping bag, sobbing. So like two different points here, Darwin and Debbie, both just crying in the rain right now. Yes. For um, I will reasons, say, though. yes, like, I will say even Marion, who like usually is the like, we'll make it all better is like, Oh, we don't um, get the the palace. It'll be right. fine. This is all fine. Everything's this is fine. I fucking hate it's this like job. I'm about to break down too. Yes. Yeah. Um. So just because, again, we're running through what everyone else is up to right now. Mm-hmm. Back at the combi, Nigel is trying his darndest to teach Donnie how to use these different whistles, mm-hmm. and is actually feeling really bad because Donnie the little jungle boy just does not know how to like properly use a whistle. He just like spits into it and like yells into mm. it. They're not calling any burbs over. <laughs> so as this rain now suddenly is coming down, Darwin is begging to go back to the calm V, but Eliza, who knows she's in too deep. Like, they're so turning back now, bro. We've Sorry. We've crossed the border. The border. <laughs> exactly. The hardest part's behind us. Um, <laughs> but but also, like, would, does she even know her way back? Are they lost? Like, they were under the hay. They didn't see where. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> yes. They, like I said, have just did not know where the, what road they took once they entered the border on this mm-hmm. sprinting animal. So they mm-hmm. also, because this animal was sprinting, like couldn't have gauged how far they were. Yeah. They've now also, they know they've gone up slightly into the mountain, but now thrown themselves into a valley. So it's not like they can yeah. look and scope or even like they should have just thrown themselves onto the road. So at least they had a vantage point to be like, can we see the palace yeah, or the right? gates? Stay up high. Always yeah. take the high ground. <laughs> Here's the th- Keep that in mind. Oh, okay. What you just said. Just okay. Put a pin in it. Um, gotcha. Because briefly, I will say, um, Darwin Sassley is, after being like, let's go home, under his breath says, you'd think part of talking to animals would be listening to them too, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. you're Boom. right. He's you're right, wrong. Darwin. Yeah. <laughs> but Eliza, even though she can talk and hear animals, ignores him entirely. Of course. Looks at the rain <laughs> and casually remarks, huh. I hope this isn't one of Bhutan's famous flash flood thunderstorms they get during monsoon season. (laughs) Oh, how just terrible would that be? Uh Uh-huh. And um, you know what they see happen right now? Before what you probably think is going to happen, they see another animal. Oh, okay. Like I said, this episode has the cutest animals in it because... You know what they see in a tree come down? A goddamn motherfucking red panda. Oh, one of the cutest new creatures in the whole face of the earth. Man, good luck. That's that's good luck. I think I know. (laughs) I think it is considered good luck in many places. Um, and it just crawls down into a little tree and like for y'all again google if you don't know what red panda looks like Mm -hmm. google red panda specifically google like a red panda in the snow like playing with each other like zoos because they just have those contrast of the snow yeah Yeah, and they just like play and like bop each other and just (laughs) just make me want to cry so cute so pure in this world yes um 
And this red panda like pops her head out of the tree and is basically like she overheard um, Eliza being like, is this a flash flood? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the red panda like pokes her head <laughs> down and is like, yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> like, hey girl, cute hair, because Eliza's a redhead too. Also um, redhead. It basically says like, yeah, Run. y'all better get yourselves <laughs> to some higher ground mm-hmm. ASAP because like this valley is about to flood. Okay, Bye and like scurries up the tree because she knows how to be safe. She's getting like, the high ground. <laughs> yeah, she's getting the high ground, which, like you said, correct. They should have stayed in high ground. Mm-hmm. Not just take the high ground, folks, but yes, high, get the stay, high vantage stay point. In the high ground. Yeah. Y'all threw out your one upper hand that you had. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, instead of being like, oh, that cute ass red panda just went up a tree and you're a literal chimp and I'm an adventurous young girl. Yeah. We should trees all the time. Climb up this tree too. Cause clearly mm-hmm. it's a safe tree. If the wildlife is going for it, we should go mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. But instead Eliza is just like, no, we'll find the road again. Let's just uh, go through this Valley. And you like sticks her finger up in the air. Like we fell probably <laughs> 50 feet. <laughs> <laughs> that way we're like surrounded by the himalayas yeah like darwin did you bring your rock climbing gear to get back up onto the mountain road <laughs> yes no it's fine cool we're good yeah we're totally fine so mm. yes because they didn't listen or they chose to listen to eliza who mm. was listening to no one um a flash flood immediately sweeps into the valley yeah Luckily, Eliza and Darwin are able to scramble up on some like large boulders as a small river suddenly appears around them. And let's just pause to look at their situation because currently bad. they're stuck. It's <laughs> it bad because they're currently stuck in a flash flood, slowly rising river on a boulder after they rolled down the side of a cliff off a hay cart they illegally stowed away on in a foreign mm-hmm. country that does not know they're there with parents who also have no idea where they are. And it's like mm-hmm. 2000, so they don't have cell phones or communicate ways to communicate. And they also probably are lost as fuck. So mm-hmm. They're fucked right now. So this is, is not the long good. and short. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, I said to myself, this is teaching a good life lesson to kids that crime doesn't pay off. There's <laughs> gonna be consequences. Always take the high ground. <laughs> Always take the high road, kids. I mean, yeah, crime doesn't pay off. Yeah, that that yeah, you know, <laughs> literally and figuratively, crime doesn't pay. Take the high ground. Don't. When they go low, we go high. We go high. <laughs> and we stay high. <laughs> we stay high, damn it. So as they are hanging on to these rocks, um, realizing yeah. that they've made, well, they is incorrect. Eliza's realizing they've she's made a horrible mistake. She probably yeah. still thinks they. Darwin is realizing Eliza's made Eliza, a horrible this is mistake. Her fault. Yeah. Yes. Darwin is fully like, what the fuck have you done to me? This is how I'm going to die. And no one's going to know that we're here. Great. Um, But what happens as they fly overhead is a flock of black-necked cranes, the very birds, the thornberries, were there to film. They are flying over very gracefully and majestically. They're pretty cool-ass looking birds. Because again, Bhutan got the wildlife. It's where it's at. 
So Eliza, with her ability to speak to animals, cries up to them for help. And these birds, because I researched it, weigh about 12 pounds. So uh-huh. what the fuck are they going to do? Yeah. About like, are they big enough girl? to carry them? <laughs> no. That's why I looked it up. Because I was like, yeah. It's like, there's no way. Yeah. Eliza hasn't um, eaten today, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. Absolutely not. This is like, what, a 10-year-old girl? I don't know how old Eliza is. And a chimpanzee? There's no way it's going to happen. No. So instead, um, they I will say they do come down. They're <laughs> like, whoa, what's going on? First of all, they say, have you tried just swimming? Like, you dumb primates? <laughs> is Humans, the vibe. Yeah. Don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not literal you primates. Yeah. Humans and chimps. <laughs> yes. Just swim. Um, but the current is too strong for them. And uh, I will say, because we always have to give little shout outs to the guest voices here. Ooh, um, yeah. here we go. The voices of these crates are like, are truly beautiful, which I appreciated. I I will say I did not write down the names because there were no like huge names, but I, I think the act, the voice actors, and actresses were at least Asian. I think they were hmm. not Bhutanese who voiced them, but yeah. I was like, okay, I'll give you props that y'all chose the right continent to give uh, these voice uh-huh. actors. Yeah. Um, and in like a hilarious, just a small world connection thing, one of the voice actors uh, or actresses who, again, I forgot to write down their names, um, was also, this is a deep cut for those who this who have seen this movie, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, mm-hmm. was the cook in the movie Clue, which also starred oh, Tim, Tim Curry, Curry, who is Nigel. Yeah. So yes. I think Nigel must have been just like grabbing coffee with his buddy from this one of the best films of all time from the 80s yes. it was like oh shit my call time's coming up oh hey we need hey, another voice actor today <laughs> you want me a crane let's go yeah. let's do this so okay, sure yeah. she had like five lines and then went back about her day i guess so <laughs> about her day like okay um i'm out of here bye thanks for having yeah. me <laughs> yeah. all right i'll catch you later i'll text you later oh yeah. it's your agent will reach out to my agent i'll email you later yeah cool 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 (laughs) so uh instead because again these cranes and they ain't picking them up they're like we'll be right back we'll go get a larger animal who can help they go get Uh, another talking no no no. this i also (laughs) thought i was like there are <laughs> sloth bears in Bhutan. They could definitely think they, they would, would probably kill just you. fuck up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like these animals, like Darwin would probably be food for them. I think the cranes mm-hmm. were smart enough to be like, let's just go get the national animal of this country who's clearly a hero. <laughs> There's the no talking. way they'll attack you. They have they too can. much to lose to their reputation. <laughs> <laughs> they're very they're, they're yeah. very well-minded on that <laughs> exactly they were like they know what's at stake they're yeah. one slip up they're the red panda they're competing for cuteness spot. the red panda has had a very strong pr team going out <laughs> with all these cute videos of them in snow this is uh-huh. when youtube is about to be invented and they know mm-hmm. they're gonna get on there uh-uh mm-hmm. talking's got they run a tough campaign. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yes, Tuckins, like, high stakes, high reward. I will be a hero and give us one more point. What's the Red Panda going to do in this situation? Drown? Yeah. Probably. For probs. It already yeah. probably did. It ran away. Yeah, it probably yeah. did. It, it ran saw... away from the danger. Yeah, I 
forge through this river, which it does do, um, mm-hmm. because Tuck is way between 660 to 770 pounds. Yeah. So forging this river and then having Eliza and Darwin hop on its big old back, no problem. Nice. So yes, the Tacken, I'm saying it differently every time because I don't know how to say it. So I'm just hoping yeah. one of these times is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do indeed bring Eliza and Darwin to the shore and to higher ground. And I kind of assume like tell them how the fuck to get back to the mm-hmm. road and thus how to get out of town or aka this country um, or to the palace or something. And after they thank all of the animals for their help, Eliza is finally rightfully over it. And just like, I will say not necessarily over it. She's just like defeated. Here's a couple thoughts on that. One, this, is it the stress of being an international criminal on top of having a rainy day? Perhaps. Because one side of me is like, correct, girl, yes, go home. Mm-hmm. Another side of me says, you've already come this far. You've broken international borders. You've committed cr- international crimes. You've cheated death at this point. Mm-hmm. Just finish the do- job. Follow the birds. You're, you've already done it. Yeah. The hardest Another, part's behind her. Yeah. The, the hardest part's over. Just just finish finish the job, basically, mm-hmm. is what I thought at this moment. Another part of me wondered, would Eliza have said, let's just go home, if she had not literally just seen and spoken to these cranes that she wanted to see and yeah. speak to? Yeah. Like, yeah. She wanted to see the dance, but like she did get what she wanted by seeing right. these birds still. Mm-hmm. We'll never know. But I guess the main thought is what happens immediately next, which is um, the life lesson I originally gave is not the life lesson because on their way home, crime did pay off because Eliza and Darwin immediately see the spot where the cranes are doing their migration dance. Of course. Yes. Which like watching it, I'm like, no, this is a mating dance. They just couldn't call it like a migration. What is a migration dance? What is a migration? Yeah. That's kind (laughs) of been biting at me the whole time. Like whatever, maybe she'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm getting to it now. That's, I don't think a thing. Yeah. I don't know. Ornithologists let us know. Um, I think it's a mating ritual going on. Yeah. They could have at least just said like their seasonal dance, whatever. Yeah. It's super (laughs) G-rated. Exactly. Exactly. Aside from Um, all the near-death experiences. And crime. (laughs) Teaching kids how to commit crimes. Yeah. Here's how you stow away across a border. Yeah. In Watch closely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Watch closely, kids. But again, not only did crime, as we now learn, pay off because they got mm-hmm. to see the ritual dance, but because they're able to sneak back out of the country. No problems at all. Unseen. Oh, my God. Unseen, unheard, unnoticed. They this will not go on her permanent record. <laughs> the moral of this episode is that crime is fine if you get away with it. I was just <laughs> Like, if you're going to commit crime, be good enough to get away with it. And then it won't right. matter. <laughs> because we learned the first time, if you're bad at it, you'll get caught and somewhat in trouble, which is what mm-hmm. happened. You just have to be, basically, to be a smart criminal, which Eliza turned into this episode. And mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. No problem, kids. 
that's the lesson here. Um, <laughs> but they do arrive back home at the Calm V. Nigel embraces them very interestingly and knowingly says, was the pull of Bhutan too strong for my little explorer? Which <laughs> I guess is him basically being like, yeah, you illegally enter that country? No problem. <laughs> you got back. They didn't they didn't catch you. It's all good. Yeah, which I guess also means like Nigel ain't no snitch. Um he does gently remind her, like, next time, sweetie, keep in mind that Bhutan limits visitors to protect the environment, and the mm-hmm. slightest transgression can throw the whole delicate system out of balance, which is true, is a good reminder, but again, is him acknowledging. Oh, yeah, I realized that you went and snuck off in that country. And in, yeah. instead of being like, should I try and get some authorities to, like, get my daughter? Which, like, correct, never call the cops on your own kids. Not yeah. good. Not going to help the situation. <laughs> but it's sort of the flash flood. Was he not concerned about, like... Yeah, that's... Is, is my daughter dead? <laughs> <laughs> is she alive? Like, None of these things good? ever crossed his mind. He's just like, oh, yeah, Eliza... Cross the border. Like, oh, my little explorer. How about we look at birds? Get back to these birds. Which, like, is exactly what he's been doing. Is, like, trying to get those birds here. Um, And in that exact moment, Debbie and Marianne also, I mean, legally come back. Yes, yes. um, Having just finished the the Crane's migration dance. Mm -hmm. um, They're also, like, covered in mud because of the shitty tent situation. Yes. They basically, there was this whole subplot in which like, they were like, we got to act like it's fine. And then they were like, no, this sucks. We're coming home. Also a whole subplot where like Debbie and Marianne are always at odds because it's a teenage daughter and her mom, but Mm -hmm. they like embrace each other because they very adorably bonded during the hardship. Debbie apologizes to Eliza about lying earlier. And Mm -hmm. she gives her a feather from one of the cranes because Aww. Eliza had totally forgotten that because the stress of cl- crime and near death clouded her brain. So yes. everything ends up okay. And the episode ends with Nigel saying like, everyone seems to be just so happy, which, well, except for poor Donnie who never got Aww. to see the birds, which speaking of, where is Donnie? And oh, they like God. pause and look around for a second. And we cut to, Donnie on top of the combi, literally perfectly, like no whistles, making his own like bird calls. And he's gone like full snow white. His arms are out and there's birds like on his arms, like on his head, like all these exotic birds, like flying around him as he's like (laughs) singing to them perfectly. And that's how it ends. Really, Nigel, this whole time was just slowing me down. Yeah. Dad was slowing me down. It's like, Father, you know I don't know how to call for the birds. Watch me. Watch me as soon as yeah. it goes away. Like, beautiful singing. I love Donnie's it. Donnie's like, I was part of Red Hot Chili Peppers. I know yeah. a thing or two about singing. And just crawled up on the combi. And again, he's just like, ah, it's all the birds. Just bring in Red Hot Chili Peppers to start playing. Yeah, exactly. Californication and all these birds just appear. <laughs> Bhutanication. Bhutanication yeah. for all the birds. And um, I don't know if Debbie and Marion realize all of Eliza's international crimes. But again... Nigel ain't no snitch. He ain't no snitch. 
never know. Grave with them, never so. know. Cause also he's like, no, I can't tell my wife that I just like <laughs> let her do that twice. <laughs> I just let Eliza cross the border illegally right. twice. Not only She'll never twice, leave me alone with him again. <laughs> but like fully come back, brought back by authorities twice. Mm-hmm. Like wasn't like a, oh, she came back and told me and I was like, don't do that again. But like, it was like, no, the border agents. Border patrol. She was back. in their custody. She was, <laughs> it was, it was bad. Right. It, it was, was really not going to look good on any of us. Uh, no. But I could see Nigel spinning it as being like, but look, Marianne, our genius daughter, she she didn't get caught the second time. Aren't yeah. we proud? <laughs> Which he kind of was. Marianne cannot argue with that. Yeah, his like concern was like, over the environment and being like, yo, 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 not like, hey, don't break the law, but like, hey, this is in place to respect the environment, which exactly. is what we got to do here. He knows how to reach Eliza. He knows what she cares yeah, about. That's true. That's yes. true. That's true. Because I think yeah. it's all he cares about, too. Yeah. He's like, she doesn't really care about crime unless it's a crime because it's harming the environment. <laughs> environment. <Let's be> real. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's how um, you get to Eliza. It's yeah, about the environment and the and animals. Reach her. Oh, we yeah, can reach. You're right. Her. You're right. Okay, I won't commit right. a, fe- a felony well, ever no, again. Again, she doesn't say that. She doesn't say sorry <laughs> to him about it. She's just like, I know. That's it. That's all she says. Got it. So, cool. Oh look, Debbie and Mom are back. Yeah, where's Donnie? Timing distraction. Let's talk about something else. Yeah, give me that bird feather. Because oh, actually, yeah, triply rewarded. Then she gets the bird feather at the end. Mm-hmm. So oh, she has learned nothing. <laughs> She's learned nothing from this. She's reinforcing negative behavior. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's learned, and yeah, like you said, crime is reinforced right now in Eliza's mm-hmm. young eyes, useful eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you mm-hmm. go. That's the episode. Amazing. Great job. Great job. Thank you. Cannot wait to watch. I love seeing all the yes. cute animals that they put it's in It's good. This. Yes, everyone. They go look at those cute-ass animals. They are mm-hmm. fucking adorable. Um, yeah. And uh, between now and next week, we're going to have more wild thornberries. Um, but mm-hmm. who should our uh, listeners and viewers tell about uh, the show? Uh, let's see. This week, I think you should tell a Border Patrol agent. <laughs> So easy for anyone in Texas or something right now in South Texas watching, or I guess maybe if you're in California or New York and you know someone that works at we any the of Canadian those. Border Patrol, like there too. that yeah. side, not the the Mounties. Yeah, maybe like don't tell the U.S. ones in the Southern U.S. It doesn't. I don't want to talk. Dude, they seem scary. Maybe don't go talk to them. <laughs> Only if you have to. Yeah. <laughs> so who should they tell? Um, then I think you should go tell an ornithologist, someone who studies birds, hmm. ask them about the black-necked crane uh, yeah. and their migration ritual. If there is such a thing as Fact migration dances. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> and until next week, bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. 
And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Satmore Mist, all the abreeds, and let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing Saturday Morning Mysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries.